and welcome. This is Sadna in Books. My name is Zita Harkaran, and today I am going over Tao Te Ching Part 3, finishing up, especially focusing on verses 55 to 81. So previously on our journey through the Tao, we have talked about the impossibility of the opposites. Oh, we talked about the vast nature of the Tao, while we had a glimpse of Tao's political and social guidance. And the last third of the Tao Te Ching really focuses on this social economic governing aspect of the Tao, the very practical aspect of the Tao, or how to live according to Tao, and then also ends with a very personal guidance of how to live like a sage, which is someone who lives according to the Tao. Tao Te Ching stood the test of time because it describes the human nature and the human environment very aptly. And it seems that this environment, this human nature has not changed in any significant way. And we seem to struggle ongoingly with the same issues. We'll talk more about what these issues are later. But, um, you know, there were many people in our history and even currently right now who would like to make our society more just, more equal. But and and there and these people existed for many many years and people have been trying to make things better but unless you understand the teachings of the tao unless you live according to the tao you won't succeed in this endeavor but before you get really excited that oh my gosh i got my answer about how to be a great leader or how to lead my own life, right? Or maybe on the other hand, you think that, you know, what does Tao Te Ching has to teach me? It's, you know, it has nothing to do with my culture right now. It has nothing to do with 21st century. It's so outdated, uh, feudal society of China. Uh, there is nothing there for me, or neither I am some kind of a big ruler, right, or a king, or I don't, I'm not a president. But the advice of the Tao stands not only the test of time, but it can be applied to any form of leadership. And honestly, we all are leaders in some way, if only as leaders of our own life. But we also have other uh, leadership responsibilities. Maybe you have children and you are responsible for raising them. Tao can help you with that. Maybe you are a manager. Tao can help you with that. Maybe you are a teacher or you are trying to start your own business. Tao can help you with every aspect, whatever the aspect of the leadership of how to navigate life, Tao can help. And here is the best part. The advice for the leadership in Tao Te Ching is clear, easy to understand, most likely very effective, yet 
everyone ignores it. People constantly look the other way. Even and Lao Tzu is aware of this. This is the most amazing thing that he is not saying this as like, oh, this is the way to live he, and all listen to me. He is aware that to change the path of human nature towards Tao is very, very hard. So this is what he says in verse 70. My words are easy to understand and easy to perform, yet no man under heaven knows them or practices them. My words have ancient beginnings. My actions are disciplined. Because men do not understand, they have no knowledge of me. Those that know me are few. Those that abuse me are honored. Therefore, the sage wears rough clothing and holds the jewels in his heart. It is clear. We don't lack truth or wisdom or know-how. We lack willingness. We lack correct inspiration. Even today, those that know and understand are few, and those that abuse Tao are honored. Tao is like an offer of freedom and peace, yet people will still rather turn around and argue, abuse each other, because they find it more interesting. Have you ever been in a situation like that? You say something that will absolutely diffuse the situation and people as if did not hear it, did not register it, and will continue with their arguing. arguing. Tao is like an offer of peace and happiness on one side versus offer to have million dollars. Majority of people will choose million dollars and won't care a bit about their piece of happiness. And those that choose the path of the Tao are mostly abused and those that go against it are honored. And that's why the sage of the Tao sees how futile is his effort and fight against his attitude. So he stays humble and quiet and shares his or her wisdom with those who truly want to hear it and follow it. So, okay, but you are here and you really want to hear, right? You, you want to learn. First of all, one of the main teachings of the Tao is to cultivate softness, innocence, sense of wonder. Even just saying that, right? That goes so against what we have been brought up in the world to function as. We were brought up to be tough, to get what we want and go after it. And here... Tao is asking us to be soft and innocent. 
Tao says these are the qualities that will help you live long life and overcome any struggle. Because with softness you can easily yield. With your innocence you can easily let go of your ego and say, I didn't know. And just as flexibility in the body is important and helps you live a long time, the same way flexibility in your mind is important and will help you live a long, happy life. The more you stiffen, the closer you are to death. Here is verse 55. He who is filled with virtue is like a newborn child. Wasps and serpents will not sting him. Wild beasts will not pounce upon him. He will not be attacked by birds of prey. His bones are soft, his muscles weak, but his grip is firm. He has not experienced the union of man and woman, but is whole. His manhood is strong. He screams all day without becoming hoarse. This is perfect harmony. He says he's whole. He's whole in himself. He's not constantly looking for the other and how to fulfill himself. He's whole without restraint, shame, or even self-awareness. Of course, we can become a child. This is an attitude of trust that we can all incorporate into our life. Even though you can really return to being a child, you can imagine this idea and this will offer you the line of flight to escape the way you've been thinking. In verse 76, he describes this idea even clearer. A man is born gentle and weak. At his death, he is hard and stiff. Green plants are tender and filled with sap. At their death, they are withered and dry. Therefore, the stiff and unbending is the disciple of death. The gentle and yielding is this disciple of life. Thus, an army without flexibility never wins a battle. A tree that is unbending is easily broken. The hard and strong will fall. The soft and weak will overcome. Okay, if you needed uh, more of a justification to be soft, here it is. He is even saying that those in war and in battle, if they, they need to embrace the quality of flexibility, to be able to change and shift their strategy as they need it. Otherwise, they will die. So this idea of shifting, of changing, of being bending, right? Like a tree. This is something you can use in any point of your life. The more you stiffen, the easier you are to break. You know, I was I was teaching a yoga class because that's what I do. And I remember that both of my grandmothers 
were able to touch their toes until well into their 70s, maybe even 80s. And they both have long life. And at that time, I wasn't so flexible. So this was very interesting to me. And and there were not many people who I knew who can do that at that time. Not many adults. So if you want to have a vital life, keep yourself flexible. Not just in the body, in your mind. Just to sum up, the idea of softness, innocence, flexibility is very important for Lao Tzu in Tao Te Ching. See how you can apply it in your life. And don't be scared. To be soft takes huge amount of bravery. It is probably the most bravest choice you can make. How to rule. Here we go. So we already established before Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu is an anarchist viewpoint. It is the viewpoint where the least restrictions, the least laws, the better the society. And that is the truth about, not just about the state governments, but this is true about our life as well. And not only is Tao Te Ching against restriction of whatever kind, it also draws correlation between restrictions and poverty. And I wonder if there was any scientific study done that would support this claim. Tao Te Ching clearly says, where there are restrictions, the poorer people become. Today we kind of hear many business owners, you know, especially in the startup industry, talk about do not limit us, do not give us these restrictions because that hinders our progress, that hinders our innovation. Because when you can't really innovate any industry, if you constantly have to ask for permission to do that, if you constantly have to ask for permission to do, to, to do something else. It's kind of like um, even when there are children, right? You allow them to play. You allow them to explore without holding them within certain restrictions because that is when they were will develop their strengths, they will discover something new that probably no one has ever discovered before and hopefully move our society forwards. We can see in our society those that have become successful, who have become uh, successful business owners is because they had freedom and not just resources as it is always believed, but I think the freedom is the first and most important aspect that through this freedom they were able to realize their interests and talents. We have heard the stories of Steve Jobs and um, Bill Gates working in the garage, right, just on their computers. That is a form of freedom. They had a space and time to just completely dive into their interests. And I do hope for everyone for all of us, 
that we may find the space and freedom to explore our interests as well. Because that's where prosperity lies. If you are constrained in whatever way, whether by your finances, whether by your mind, whether by your managers or whoever is above you, the more hindered you'll be, the more constricted you'll be, and the less prosperous you'll be. So anyway, here is the verse 57. As you notice, I'm jumping around because I have organized these verses or the sections of the verses according to the theme, not so much according to how they are, you know, how they are shown in Tao Te Ching. So here is 57. The more laws and restrictions there are, the poorer people become. The sharper men's weapons, the more trouble in the land. The more ingenious and clever men are, the more strange things happen. The more rules and regulations, the more thieves and robbers. Who? This is a good one, right? Like, wow, okay. If there are restrictions in society, people will still be creative, but they will become, their creativity and their lives will become very convoluted and obscure and strange things will happen because, you know, they will have to just go around all these rules. And this is something I've seen in growing up in a communist country, even many years afterwards, when the communism fell, people, because they were just so learned that the government is bad and they cannot trust the government uh, because of the restrictions and they were not sure what they are allowed to do, many people just did things in a very convoluted, around the way, no one trusted anything. It wasn't just like, oh, you go to the office, you ask for this permit. No, you would never do that because you knew that you would not get the permit. So you had to find a way to work around it. Everything was like that. U.S. and America is absolutely great and beautiful example of this freedom because since it's since the Europeans started coming here, they all felt like, oh my gosh, we have released ourselves from these old restrictions of our European monarchies, and we have land, and we have freedom, and we just can be ourselves. And this is when the, the un- incredible growth of American society began. Okay, so... The positive, right? Verse 58, this is just a little section. When the country is ruled with a light hand, people are simple. When the country is ruled with severity, people are cunning. Especially take this last verse and consider in educating children. 100 years ago, 50 years ago, it was believed that you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Now we don't believe that anymore. And not, neither does Tao Te Ching supports that. It says, you know, the more, the lighter the hand, the simpler the people. And the, mo- the more severe your leadership is, more 
people become cunning. That's a very interesting word to use. Even children, if they are um, brought up with a very strict parents, they become very cunning. They'll, they have to find a way to get what they want. It's not that they stop wanting what they want. It's not that they will change in any way. But they will learn how to live their life with these restrictions and still be themselves. You know, and going along with the softness, <laughs> I'm now going to push the limits even more because this might be kind of hard to accept as well. Even my own feathers bristle and stand on end when I hear this and maybe yours will as well. So this is verse 61. A great country is like a low land. It is the meeting ground of the universe, the mother of the universe. The female overcomes the male with stillness lying low in stillness. Therefore, if a great country gives way to a smaller country, it will conquer the smaller country. And if a small country submits to a great country, it can conquer the great country. Therefore, those who would conquer must yield, and those who conquer do so because they yield. A great nation needs more people. A small country needs to serve. Each gets what it wants. It is fitting for a great nation to yield. So he's basically saying, everybody just yield, right? Everybody just yield. <laughs> I don't know, you know, think about it. What does this mean to you? It's something definitely to meditate on. Um, see in what aspect you can accept this. And what aspect you can accept it. So it is hard because, you know, big countries or big people in school or big people in your work do tend to bully the small one. Right? But here Lao Tzu reminds us of this, okay? This is from 66. Why is the sea king of a hundred streams? Because it lies below them. Therefore, it is the king of a hundred streams. If the sage would guide the people, he must serve with humility. If he would lead them, he must follow behind. So, you know, you can go ahead and conquer people. You can go ahead and bully, but this is not going to make you leader. People will either rebel or they will bring you down in some way, shape or form. You will never leave from the top of the mountain. You will lead from humility, from being low, from understanding your role, understanding your place. Even right now, you know, when I think about the royal families we have, um, the reason why they're still around and have not been taken down, like the kings and queens in England or in Norway, uh, maybe even in Spain, is because they're absolutely staying low. Even though they have the pageantry and jewels, they 
accepted that they are actually more in the service of the country than any other person in that country. And they accepted their role and their life is basically life of service to that role. M most of the great kings that existed understood that fact and they saw themselves as someone who brings the country together, who is not ruling from the top, but who brings these all factions in a country together by staying humble and low. And in that way, eventually everyone will come to you. How can you become like that in your life? How can you consciously become in service this is something personally for me. I am self-employed, but I am in service to my business. I am in service to my students and I cannot just do whatever I like. Even though this is how self-employment is portrayed. Oh, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Go on vacations whenever you want. And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> the truly successful business and truly successful business owner know and know they know that they serve the business they serve the people they go low and that's when they truly become successful that's when truly the everything will come to them when you go low so have that image of a lake that is low, laying low and all the rivers are coming down into it or the ocean where all the rivers lead. This is literally uh, an image from Tao Te Ching. Okay. Now, oh my goodness, let's move on to a little bit different aspect, okay, of leadership and being in service to the country. So, I'm just going to read this verse 74. This is the whole verse. If men are not afraid to die, it is no avail to threaten them with death. If men live in constant fear of dying, and if breaking the law means that a man will be killed, who will dare to break the law? There is always an official executioner. If you try to take his place, it is like trying to be a master carpenter and cutting wood. If you try to cut wood like a master carpenter, you will only hurt your hand. The end. I had to like think about a little bit about the master carpenter because I don't know. But what they, I think what they mean by master carpenter, it's the one that kind of does the finishing touches. That that's the beautiful part, maybe little intricate designs, right? But if you try to cut with these little tools that you have for design and cut down the tree, it's you're really going to hurt yourself. This is a very important perspective, and it is true today. It speaks to many philosophers. They were, they were writing before, like Foucault, who has this whole book about prisons and fear of punishment and fear of violence. Um, and Lao Tzu is bringing us back into the 
wider perspective, right? He's going to put a wide lens on this life, now on this specific aspect of life. The reason why people can be controlled is because they don't want to be hurt, they don't want to be punished, and they fear death. If your form of rulership includes punishing by death, and if people are afraid of death, then they will always be ruled by that fear. So the only way out is to stop being afraid of death. Okay, this is something that only probably sages can do, but we can try. We can try to have a perspective that goes beyond this life. Because we are spiritual beings having human experience. This is not our first rodeo on this earth or in this body. Our souls will go on. They were going on before. The Einstein law of physics, where the energy never diminishes in any way, just changes from one form to another, stands true for us as well. Nothing in nature, when you take a look, ever has a clear end. What has ever had a clear end? You see the trees renew themselves. You see the flowers renew themselves. You see there are always new people born. That there are new animals born. The life always goes on. Never in the same exact shape or form. Always in a new shape or form. But it always goes on. But then towards the end of this verse, right, here is this interesting part about the executioner. Don't try to be executioner. That's not your job. It's not your job to punish anyone. Because you don't know all the aspects that are going on behind the scenes. You don't know the workings of the karma. You don't know the workings of the universe or God or... And if you try to punish yourself, it's really like you have these little, uh, punish someone, it's really like you have this really narrow, narrow perspective and you're trying to do something so big. You only hurt yourself. And let's end this section of rulership with this verse 78. Just a little section from the verse 78. He who takes upon himself the humiliation of the people is fit to rule them. He who takes upon himself the country's disasters deserves to be king of the universe. How to act like a sage. A big part of Tao Te Ching is devoted to talking about how to live like a sage. I'm going to open with a beautiful section from the verse 63. See the simplicity in the complicated. Achieve greatness in little things. 
in the universe, the difficult things are done as if they are easy. In the universe, great acts are made of small deeds. The sage does not attempt anything very big and thus achieves greatness. Oh, I've been posting about this on my Instagram and Facebook. And uh, this is such a beautiful advice because I personally tend to just rush, rush, rush. And, or I tend to look at the big picture, you know, and it's never helpful. Worrying about the future, worrying about the past. That's like looking at the big picture. Um, it's always best to just see what action I can take today that will take me to where I want to go. How can I fully, fully devote myself to these small tasks? Because the greatness is, as Tao Te Ching claims, created from these little actions that we do every day. It's kind of like sadhana, right? That's why this podcast is called Sadhana in Books, because sadhana is any kind of spiritual practice, the little actions that you do every day. Um, even Guru Nanak says, it is these little actions that you do every day that go along with you and they create who you are. So it is your daily meditation practice. It is how you greet every day. It is how you, how you spend every day, how you devote your energy, these little things. Okay, one more great, great in advice. Just late, later on in verse 64. People usually fail when they're on the verge of success. So give as much care to the end as to the beginning. Then there will be no failure. So, so true. This is very true for those that try to do the 40-day sadhana practices. Most people fail from anywhere between day 30 to 40. That's the hardest to achieve. So please, please, you got to be very vigilant towards the end when you're finishing things. That's why runners, right, when they go to the finish line, they run faster. They're, okay, let's continue. Therefore, the sage seeks freedom from desire. He does not collect precious things. He learns not to hold on to ideas. He brings men back to what they have lost. He helps the 10,000 things find their own nature, but refrains from action. See how that would look in your life. Sage, with just his own energy, allows for things to come back to their rightful place, to where they belong. Another great advice is, knowing ignorance is strength. Ignoring knowledge is sickness. Okay, here is an example. When you know that what you're doing is wrong, when you know that you are harming yourself in some way when you're continuing on this path, and you still continue doing that, that is how you create harm. Many of us on the subconscious level, we know that what we are doing is wrong. Yet we still continue. It's very hard for us to change the habits. 
and it's like and let's just talk about health right like you know that let's say um eating red meat or uh, eating eating sugar or having your coffee is creating this harm it can be very specific for you, thing for you and you still continue doing that it's really like you have you have a car that's on the park with parking brake engaged and you continue to drive on it that's how you can completely harm your whole system sometimes ignorance is bliss because that's better even when we talk about karmic relationships you know that this relationship is not working for you and you continue to drag yourself along with resentment that resentment is going to harm you don't ever underestimate or overestimate your strength there is no need for that if you have a resentment towards your job, it's only going to harm you. So, but the answer does not necessarily have to be quit your job, quit the relationship. Uh, don't have the resentment. This is also true about the food, right? If you eat something with the notions that it's going to harm you, that this is not good for you, that you just are gaining weight when you do that, more you're going to gain your weight but you can change your perspective and by changing the perspective you create more welcoming environment in your body it's really like you have disengaged at parking brake you can just go on oh my gosh so look at what parts of your life you can disengage your parking brake right and then and then there is the opposite knowing what you don't know is true strength because these ignorant people are only building their house on sand which will soon collapse it might look beautiful for a day or two but uh, rain comes or a tidal wave comes in and boom their beautiful house is done because it never was standing on any true knowledge try to look for the truth try to go deep Go to the source. Don't just accept opinions or emotions or the what is fashionable to assume about someone or something. Go for your own truth, right? So, so how should the sage act like? How do you know what you don't know? And how do you know what you know? Right? How to search for truth? And here is a beautiful answer. This comes in verse 56. Those who know do not talk. Those who talk do not know. Keep your mouth closed. Guard your senses. Temper your sharpness. Simplify your problems. Mask your brightness. Be at one with the dust of the earth. This is primal union. And later on, even better, in verse 59, he says, There is nothing like using restraint. Restraint begins with giving up one's own ideas. That, that takes flexibility. That takes softness. That takes courage to give up one's own ideas. Because that hurts the ego. 
to say, oops, I was wrong. But with all the advice of the Tao Te Ching, this softness, this humility, all of that is actually going against the ego. None of that ego likes. Ego is the opposite. It's the stiff, high. It reminds me of um, Socrates, who, you know, at the beginning when Plato writes about him, he's very flexible. He never quite confirms what his idea is. None of the early dialogues end with any kind of idea or confirmation. It's always like he's changing his mind and jumping from one subject to another and from and we never quite get, oh, this is what this is. This is what virtue is. This is what temperance is. We never quite get it. So um, he he is the example of this kind of a sage who um, who is not afraid to give up one's own ideas when he sees that they're not quite leading to the truth. So, but now let's take a look at how does sage act socially in economic sense. This is a full verse 77. The Tao of heaven is to take from those who have too much and give to those who do not have enough. Man's way is different. He takes from those who do not have enough and gives to those who already have too much. What man has more than enough and gives it to the world? Only the man of Tao. Therefore, the sage works without recognition. He achieves what has to be done without dwelling on it. He does not try to show his knowledge. And at the end, this is verse 81, which is the last one. This is what it says. The sage never tries to store things up. The more he does for others, the more he has. The more he gives to others, the greater his abundance. The Tao of heaven is pointed but does no harm. The Tao of the sages work without effort. So take a look at your life and people in your life and see who closely re reminds you of this sage. Who is the person that gives and is generous and then also look at your life and see who is not like a sage right in what ways do we always take whatever little we have and we give it to those who have a lot our economy is basically based on that right we take whatever little money we have and we give it to amazon or we give it to um, apple <laughs> i like to end this little podcast about Tao with vision of how to live according to the Tao. This is a vision of a happy country according to Tao. So how would life look like if everything would go according to Tao? This is a whole verse 80. A small country has fewer people. Though there are machines that can work 10 to 100 times faster than men, they are not needed. The people take death seriously and do not travel far. Though they have boats and carriages, no one uses them. 
Though they have armor and weapons, no one displays them. Men return to the nodding off robe in place of riding. Their food is plain and good. Their clothes fine but simple. Their homes secure. They are happy in their ways. Though they live within the sight of their neighbors. And crowing cocks and barking dogs are heard across the way. Yet they have each other in peace while they grow old and die. Image of a happy world living under the towel. Complete opposite of, right? They say, even though they have the machines, they don't use them. They don't even, what he says, they don't even use writing. He sees writing as something that complicates life. Makes things convoluted. So he says, knotting of the rope. You know, if you, it used to be that if you own someone, something, you would use a rope and knot it. Like, oh, this is what I owe you and then I'll pay you. That is all for Tao Te Ching from me. Please feel free to read it. Explore it all on your own. It's not a difficult book to read. You can just pick up verse a day and kind of meditate on it. There are just so many beautiful translations. There is one that has kind of like a comics. Uh, so there is a verse. And then how would that look like in real life? However, don't be discouraged because what is true about the Tao Te Ching is that maybe one verse is not one idea. There are so many layers and so many different ideas of the Tao Te Ching in just one verse. Sometimes I feel like that it can almost be read not just verse by verse, but if these verses were next to each other, you could read like two lines from verse 81 to verse two verses from 80 and it would make better sense. Um, and that's why I have split it up the way I split it up because, yeah, like the verse can start with the idea of rulership and ends with the opposite of the Tao, right? So um, you can, you know, just read it with open mind. Nothing in the Tao is to be understood as a solid unchanging truth. These are just words that can help you escape the world you are living, that can help you bring a new lens to your life, new perspective. Uh, interpret it in your own way. You also have that freedom because you have your heart and your life experiences. So uh, feel free to use that wisdom that you have. Anyway, this is all for Tao Te Ching. Um, I hope to bring another amazing book in your way and discuss it. If you have any questions, let me know. You can email me at zitaharkaran at gmail.com. You can also join our Patreon, Sadna and Books. Uh, various things are being offered there, like a book club. We have Everyday Sadhana and we have um, ad-free meditations that I post on YouTube, but um, there are ad-free on Patreon. 
please leave a, leave a review. That would be amazing and very, very much appreciated because that helps this podcast become visible. Thank you so much and uh, talk to you next time.